Hello, and welcome to another episode of Hunchpig. It's the best episode that we've done so far. There will never be another episode like it. Yeah. If you give me a moment, I will tell you which episode it is. Do you know which episode it is, Ian? I think it's episode number... F- Don't say four. Fourteen. Thirteen or fourteen? Okay, I think let's go with that. I think it's fourteen. So the fifteenth ever. It is. It is episode fourteen. Oh my gosh. God. So we're like, we're a podcast and a half now. Because you're, you're a podcast when you hit ten episodes. How many episodes are in a season? Um, well, is this like an HBO show or is this like a network show? Because if it's an HBO show, it'd be like 12, 13. Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, okay. So I mean, if it's a, if it's a BBC show, there's only seven episodes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We've basically done all of the IT crowd. (laughs) (laughs) We're done, I guess. Yeah. That's been fun. Uh, you've given me an IPA. Mm Mm-hmm. This is not something I like. As punishment. As punishment. Yeah. What am I being punished for? I don't know. Uh, for not liking IPAs. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I um, spring hit and I just I just wanted to get all the IPAs going. Mm. So my fridge has about six different beers and they are all varieties of pale ales. So um, <laughs> sorry, Matt, for that. I did put another bottle of my stout in the fridge. Ooh. Probably won't be cold in time for tonight. That's but, uh, fine. But I noticed that you posted an image of yourself enjoying one of my stouts. Yep. And it looked very uh, I was carbonated. Dr- I was drinking it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, there was a good like half inch of foam on there. Yeah. It was impressive. Nice. It went away hmm. after... You looked at it. <laughs> not how long. Uh, but it was still very good. Okay. I enjoyed it a lot. Good. Good, good, good. Because <laughs> I have a lot more left. <laughs> so um, I had this idea that maybe we would... We have this to- list of topics that we yeah. apparently want to talk about, but yeah. keep not talking about. <laughs> so <laughs> what I thought we could have kind of a ceremonial thing where we just move them into a trash bin oh and we we say their names so we 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 speak the titles to kind of but don't have any yeah so we mention them (laughs) right but then we don't actually talk about them okay and we just let them die peacefully Uh, Um, but uh, yeah not sure where to stop <laughs> um but should we do that yeah sure okay um actually do you want to do that uh, okay i feel like you have the list up i'm owner of the list i'm on a a, a do you mobile want, device do you want me to start at the top is yeah. this like quick fire round you know how many questions can we get through in a few minutes. Uh, yeah, I'll I, pose a question to you and I'll start a timer. Sure. Okay. Tech architecture of the podcast, site, feed, and hosting. All right. In quick as possible. Next. No, <laughs> no we're not going to talk about them. Well, what do you mean we're not going to talk about them? No, that's done. It's kill it. You don't want to tell anyone about those no. things? No. 
Okay. No, this is just, these are little teasers. We're teasing our audience. Okay. Uh, They'll never know the answer. They'll just know the ha- question. Haskell, how do you feel about that? Yep. <laughs> the king and queen. That's uh-huh. that's the thing. Uh, Peter Wibley. Sure. Yep. Kevin Warwick. Wait, yeah. Actually, we've spoken about him. All right. Oh, naming Pluto. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that. Oh. Move it down. Move oh. it down somewhere. Um, Spring cleaning. Chuck Yeager. I don't know anything about that. All right. Uh, one in ten. Ah, oh, this is about the whole... Have you heard this weird statistic? No. Um, one in ten people are gay. Okay. This is a really old... Why this... is that weird? So this comes from... So it's... The idea of it is not weird, but the... Um, like, originally the statistic came from this very controversial paper um, that said uh, that one in ten men surveyed or something were homosexual but something like six and ten had homosexual fantasies Hmm. and this paper came out in um like the early 1900s which freaked everyone out (laughs) (laughs) okay um he also said like people were having sex with animals and wow all sorts of crazy things Um, all right so it's Alfred Kinsey, survey from the 1940s. Okay. <laughs> You've not heard this? I've heard of Kinsey and, okay. and, the, and the work he did, but I don't know much about it. So where does so, the one in 10 come in? Sorry. So this was just a t- statistic that he threw out there. Okay. That one in 10 men are gay. Got it. Um, but six out of 10 have fantasies. Yep. And something like... Um, It was an outrageously high number of, you know, people are doing things with animals and... Yeah. Um, yeah. I would... Uh, yeah, I think any... And um, obviously during the 1940s, society was fairly not okay <laughs> with talking about these things. Yeah. And I mean, I don't like that we're putting those things in the same bucket. <laughs> I feel like that's already like a 40s thing. Like the right. fact that we're talking yes. about homosexuality and So there were there were lots of there were lots of other things. There thing. were um uh, how many people were having affairs. So um something like uh 70% of all men who were in a relationship were having affairs. Wow. Um and the study uh, the way he um approached parents parents patients <laughs> the, the way he approached patients yeah. was uh, totally not okay by today's standards. Mm. Like it wasn't um, balanced or unbiased. He basically went in and he always asked questions, assuming that you had done the thing. Oh, so he would say, <laughs> "When was the last time you had sex with a farm animal?" <laughs> <laughs> just very nor- like like it's a normal exactly. Like, oh, just tell me. You just know. yeah. When was that the last was his, time that was that... his way to, to try to get people to be honest? Right. But in reality, or... they probably went too far, and then people just like right felt weird and like, uh, yesterday. Uh, <laughs> Is what? it something everyone's doing? Yeah. Or like, when was the last time you had an affair? Wow. Okay. And so people would be like, uh, three weeks ago. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, if you've ever seen Mad Men, I feel like that's uh one hundred percent. I haven't seen Mad Men. Okay. It's uh, it's good. <laughs> that wasn't a great that wasn't like you have to see the game of my favorite movie it's um it's, it's worth okay seeing if you like it you like it and you're bored <laughs> i don't know we're watching game of thrones at the moment mm. it's not that exciting most of the way through season three 
We have not watched any of it, and it keeps being recommended to us. Monster as an adjective. Monster as an adjective. Thank you. I'm actually I'm curious as to what. Oh, okay. Uh, real quick, not a big thing, but I noticed that you use monster as an adjective. So that is a monster beer. She I... was monster mad at him. Uh, is this? Not something that people do here. I don't know. I, that's my question. I feel that, weird. Is it a Britishism or is a is it a madism? Either of those are fine. I'm not. There's no judging. I was just a curiosity of huh. of is this a is this a cultural thing or just a. I've just not really a thought about it. Yeah, I figured maybe not. Um, <laughs> okay, and I didn't really think about it either. But you know, yeah, words. We like to talk about it's words. A pretty monstrous question. <laughs> a monstrous. Yeah, I mean, that's different. That's already an adjective. That's only an adjective. Exactly. Monstrous. Yeah. So that's monster. Oh, yeah. You know. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I'll say monster kill a lot. Oh, is that like a, is that a gamer? It's a gaming, yeah. Gaming, maybe it's a gaming thing. And so I'll, I probably extend that. Yep. Is kill of, kill of the week a thing? Uh, could be. Okay. I've seen that in it's, some in some Slack chat it, culture lately, and I'm just curious, huh? Where that came bad from. photos helped you get a house? That's pretty good. Sure, yeah. The Beano and the Dandy are um, comics in England. Cool. Um, is an English teacher just called a teacher in England? No. Okay. Uh, you can rent bees. Do you know how much they cost? Uh, I'm gonna say a penny a bee. For how long? Um, for a day. For a month. Penny a bee for a month? Yep. That's cheap. Yeah. I think. Uh, most bees in the United States live on trucks. Live on trucks. Wow. Yeah. Okay. They get driven around the country to fertilize crops huh. and pollinate things, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, so five bucks for 500 bees for a month. Yep. That's like the price you of... You can't... What? Spotify. I think the, the lowest denomination is a hive i don't know how many bees are in a hive okay per Got month it. huh should we get some for the office <laughs> just have it in it the... or, or just have it in here while we're recording. yeah yeah just uh you know just some background static right Ooh. <laughs> it could be fun okay rent bees all right are we getting i think we got most of the uh the, the, the backlog ch- out of the, the way chaff Okay. Out of here. I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Okay. It feels feels good. We can talk about the next one. Um, space science is weird. Space science is weird. Yeah. Oh, actually this has a nice segue. Have we you heard don't of... get, we usually don't get here. This is like usually after or no, it's usually right before our consciousness talk. Right. Towards the end, but we can do it now. Wait, space. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of uh Heston Blumenthal? Heston Blumenthal. Yeah. No, but I like the sound of that. So he is a cook in England who, um, he sort of went to university and studied chemistry. Yeah. And so he does a lot of the, like, really weird foams and, um, gel bubbles and, uh, like deconstructed flavors into like really weird things that you wouldn't consider food. Deconstructing so you, can, so you foam can get like bubbles. a bubbles. Yeah, so you can get like a bacon flavored foam. 
Oh. That's on top of like a oh like yep. a pea smear. Yes, yes, or yes. That's a yeah. big thing in like the fancy restaurants now. Where yeah, you get a, a flavored, scented foam. Yep. So I guess he's um, a celebrity chef for that style of cooking <laughs> in the UK. Yep. And they asked him to invent uh, some meals that they could take in space mm-hmm. for the International Space Station. Sure. And so he has this reputation for creating these wildly imaginative um, concoctions that where you're, you know, like mixing um, certain chemicals to create something amazing. Yeah. And the thing he invented to send up was a bacon sandwich. Bacon sandwich? Yeah. In the form of foam? No. No. Okay. In a tin can. Oh. He tinned a bacon sandwich. Tinned a bacon sandwich. And that was it. That sounds pretty good. It is. I mean, I yeah, think they're I, quite happy with I it. I feel like I would be very happy up there with that. <laughs> you made us uh, bacon sandwiches for breakfast. Um, oh, yeah. A bacon sarni. Say that again. Bacon sarni. Bacon sarni. Yeah. Sa- How do you spell that? Sarni. I have no idea. Okay, bacon sarni. And there is, um, we had it with ketchup? Yep. But you, you said You'd usually have it with brown sauce brown as well. Brown sauce, yeah. right. Which is fucking delicious. I don't know what's in it. Yeah, I don't know either. I remember seeing it in, in Ireland, but I don't know. Yeah, you really should have tried it. Yeah. I'll have to see if I can get some. It's like in, Is it like a kind of a cross between a ketchup and a gravy? Is that yeah. how you would describe it? Yeah. Yeah. Sort of the sweetness of ketchup, but... And kind of the consistency. It's not quite a gravy consistency. It's, no, it's quite thick. Yeah. Um, Brown sauce. Yeah. It's got like a mustardy. I'm sure it has mustard in mm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting or Worcestershire sauce or something yeah it's fucking delicious I like any food that's completely described by its color (laughs) (laughs) brown sauce blue popsicles delicious (laughs) red slushy Mm. what flavor is that red it's great (laughs) red flavor it's red Uh, we have these things called Smarties in England you guys have Smarties but they're shit they're like mints (laughs) They're not technically shit. <laughs> not literally shit. No. Okay. You said they're like mints? Yeah, your Smarties. No, no they're wh- sugar. Oh, they're like the hard they're candy. Just sweet, yeah. Right. Just so our sugar. Smarties are like M&M's. So oh, okay. chocolate with a hard shell. Oh, are they like Sixlets? And the colors are flavors. Yes. Sixlets? I think I saw those in Ireland as well. Smarties. Yep. Yeah, you would have. Yep, and they are sixlets. Mm, I think no ish. I mean, do you know what? Do you know what a sixlet is? I've never heard of a sixlet. Uh, Google sixlet right now. S i x l e t. They were like my favorite, not my favorite, but like one of my favorite Halloween candies huh. to get. And they're basically are they I mean, chocolate on the inside? Yep. So the same components yeah. of an M M&M, and M, but they're completely round like a sphere. Oh. As opposed to an M&M, which is... You mm, know, these are an M&M shape. Oval shaped. Yeah. Um, the Sixlets. Smarties are M&M shaped? Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, Sixlets are great. Hmm. The ratio from, from candy shell to chocolate is better, in my opinion, than an M&M. Yeah. On a Sixlet. Okay. Um, we also have Maltese. They're six softer, too. Which are like... Um, Maltese. Yeah, they're like uh, chocolate-covered malt balls. Oh, Okay. A Whopper? Like, yeah, but... Like a Whopper. So much better. I don't know what they're doing with it. Hmm. 
Is it, is it more chocolate? I don't think so. Okay. Whopper, a Whopper has a lot of, wait, am I, is that, no, Whopper or Milk Dud? No, it's Whopper. Yeah. Milk Dud is, is caramel. Okay. Um, yeah. Whoppers have the, the malted milk. It's a lot. It's like a, it hits you big. Like it's a mm. lot of malt flavor, which I like. In a Whopper. It, in a Whopper. Yeah. I, I, so you, that's not, they don't really have that in Maltesers. Okay. Is it more mild? Yeah. Maltese. Less malt. Okay. It's just a tease. Just a tease of malt. Of malt. Yeah. <laughs> like an IPA. Just has enough malt, but it's mainly hops. Yeah. Flavor. The flavor I'm least fond of. Mm-hmm. Whereas your the beer you like more I don't is not so, a tease with malt. So I don't it's mind like malt. I don't mind lots of hops as long as they were thrown in at the beginning to make the beer more bitter. Mm. But hops that are thrown in towards the end, you don't like the flavor of are a waste the... of hops. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It does get expensive, actually. Right. When you're brewing. Yeah. Um, speaking of brewing, you had your second uh, brew day. Yeah, it didn't go well. Oh no. Oh. No. <laughs> so it's not on the chalkboard. I, I measured the gravity. Okay. Of um. Well, this was the stout, right? Yes. So this is the first time I've measured gravity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, 0.01 less than it should have been. Okay. So it was uh, 1.035. And it should have Ooh, been... That is pretty low. It should have been 1.044. Yeah. Now, I'm wondering if I just didn't mix up the batch enough because it was a partial boil. And so it was mixed mm. with loads of fresh water. Yep. Interesting. Oh, that's possible. So you think you may have gotten a watery um, section? So, sampling. Yeah. Sampling. Yep. Wasn't completely mixed. But I you could, don't know. You could you could test it again. I could. Um, from the bucket if you wanted to. Um, but I mean, even if I don't know at this point if it's off. If it is actually off, like, I'm not sure what you would do. Right. Like, uh, so I read online that you can just throw in sugar. Oh, that's true. To bump up the gravity. And that will, yeah. you know, the yeast will happily ferment that. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I've never, never done that. But, yeah, I guess I yeah. can see why you can't, couldn't do that. So I read in a five-gallon batch, you want to throw in a... Uh, pound of sugar 16 ounces for each uh for each uh 0.01 yeah that you want to bump it up by of gravity okay wow sounds like a lot pound yeah, of sugar pound of sugar huh that sound like a lot interesting yeah i don't know i wouldn't but i mean it was a extract kit yeah or yeah. partial extract okay but so I, there were still... some there were some grains that you had to steep yeah but okay. it was still like two big things of um, malts. Interesting. Rye malt. Did you have trouble regulating the temperature of the mash when you were mashing the grains? Nope. No? Kept it pretty consistent. Because I had a thermometer at this time, so I could do yeah. that. Yeah. Huh. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> worst comes to worst, you'll have a weaker beer. Right. But that's not really a bad thing. 
Okay. Kind of a few. We'll see. Um, so that's slightly disappointing. Yeah. We'll, uh, I'll see what the gravity is after a week. Your first beer was too good. Ah, yeah. First batch. Sad. <laughs> um, so I had an eventful week. Um, very eventful week. Uh, um, starting in the weekend, I would say, up until today. Right. Uh, so I had the recording. Yep. With the band. That's obviously the most important thing that happened this week. I'm just going chronologically. <laughs> so I would not say that's the most important thing. Okay. Uh, that's good. But uh, we've been talking about it a lot. And I've been gearing up for it, practicing for months. And it went well? And it went well. Good. Yeah. Cool. When can we listen to it? Uh, so, great question. We did not record any vocals. Huh. So, that has to be done still. And the mixing has to be done. So, <laughs> there's still a lot more work to be done. Uh, what? What's the mixing? The mixing. Yeah, you gotta mix... All the ingredients. Mixing? Okay. Um, so what we did was called tracking. Okay. Right, which is the first part of the recording process. Okay. Tracking is when you lay down the tracks. So all the separate tracks, the right. guitar and the drums and the other guitar and the organ and the keys and all that stuff. Right. Are separate. Um, and then mixing is the process of putting effects on huh. trying to build your um build your stereo image so you can put the you know this guitar a little to the right that guitar a little to the left right um put some effects on different things to make them stand out or differentiate right maybe the um equalize some things so that they're not like competing with each other in the same frequency space right uh, and is that something that someone in the band is doing, or is that something you've like? Paid no. Yep. The studio. So for? The studio. The guy at the studio is going to do that. Right. Um, I think with maybe some direction from the band. Mm. Um, I don't think the whole band will be there, like for that. But right. Um, we'll have some general direction. Huh. And then when's the? That. Is it weird doing the songs without vocals? Is that how you've been practicing? It is actually how we've been practicing because the uh, the singers in Colorado, <laughs> okay, and it's been hard actually, yeah. like practicing the songs because it's like okay, I think we're on verse two now, <laughs> um, and that's you just have to like count bars. You're just like okay, wow. I think this is where we're at in the song. Hope I'm right, and then um, yeah, it's tricky. So the do you, do you know what the words are? No, you have no idea what the song's I mean, about. Well. I know, I know kind of the, the catchy hooks. <laughs> okay. Um, well, to the, an extent. They're not just all like Geico ads. And... <laughs> <laughs> no. No. No, there's some real songs. <laughs> um, Man. But uh, yeah, it is kind of weird to go in and just, yeah, not have a great context for where you're at sometimes. Okay. Like, oh, I hope I'm on verse three. I'm going to go into the bridge next. I hope yeah. everyone else does that. Like, <laughs> Uh, there's some leaps of faith there, but, um, I oh, mean, the studio was so awesome. Yeah. So it was this old, uh, old church converted into a studio and 
There's never a new church converted in a studio. That would be weird. It's an old church. Um, but so this guy um, bought this church, um, presumably for a good deal when it was abandoned or whatever, not in good shape. Right. And the bottom, like the main floor has two apartments. So he lives there actually and has a guest apartment for whoever's coming to record. Right. Um, so a couple of the guys stayed there and the rest of us had a hotel room. But so that's like the main floor. And then there's like the sanctuary part mm. of the church, which is the big live room with the cathedral ceilings because yeah it's actually a church yeah um it sounds so cool in that room there's a piano there's a a hammond b2 organ which is really really cool um some old electric pianos Wurlitzer, Rhodes. Oh, what 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 uh so Wurlitzer. 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 w-u-r-l-i-t-z-e-r Wurlitzer. Wurlitzer. Yeah, Wurlitzer. It's a, so it's a brand of of musical instruments. Okay. Um, but it's kind of become like a Kleenex thing where it's like right. they, they made organs and pianos and electric pianos. But if someone just says, oh, I have a Wurlitzer, you kind of know it's a very specific electric piano. Oh, okay. Um, from the... I don't know when they started making them, but they're they got really popular right. like in the fifties, sixties kind of era. That's what they're known for. Yeah, like Ray Charles, you know, played one, and right. they were kind of a crunchy sound. Um, what was the so cool? What was the thing you said after that? Uh, Rhodes. A Rhodes. Rhodes yeah. is a um, kind of the competitor to the Wurlitzer. Okay, it is also an electric piano. Um, there's different models of them, but they have two different kind of sounds to them. Right. Um, one's a little more clean and like a, like bell, like the Wurlitzer is more kind of crunchy and, um, mid rangey kind of thing. Nice. Um, but how oh, they sound so cool. Yeah. Like I've been playing like software emulations of these things <laughs> forever. And I'm like, Oh man, this is like the real thing from yeah. 1960, whatever. Um, so it was fun to actually dial it up and, like get like the tactile feedback from yeah. the thing instead of playing a keyboard that triggers this oh. sample, you know, this fake thing. And this um, sounds like a um, comparable to a mechanical keyboard over yeah. a normal keyboard. Yeah, um, there's uh, there's the rubber dome ones. There's an analogy there. You're you get the uh, yeah, you get the feedback. Yeah, from the touch, and you can kind of I don't know. It's a little different because you're not like expressing your right self in the same way. Well, I don't know. It could be argued yeah. when you're programming, but or just typing or typing. Yeah, writing a novel. Um, so there's the main live room, and then there were these isolated rooms to the side that um, he actually poured a separate conc- concrete floor. Oh yeah, in these rooms. You'd I think this. I mentioned that before. This yeah. is for like the drumming, so the yep. uh, vibrations don't come through to the main. Yep, yep, yep. Recording through room. all the other microphones. That's cool. Um, and one of the coolest parts I thought was that we each had our own um, headphone like mixer. So there's mm. these 
these headphone mixers that oh, so have... you could like pump up the drums, yeah, for yourself, yeah, exactly to keep the beats. And it's something. like it's they're powered by Ethernet somehow, but so there's an Ethernet hmm. cable that goes into them, and it has all there's like 16 channels of audio. Oh wow! So you can go one through 16 is is a different track potentially if you have that many. Um, and it has like you have uh, like one of these full of dials or something like yep. a little console. Yep, and you it's like kind of labeled out so you can see all right turn the drums up. Huh. Um, we played to a click track. Oh, okay. So a metronome, a metronome for all but one song. Um, so it's hard to lock into that if you're not used to it. Yeah. Or even if you are used to it, it's just hard. <laughs> um, I'm sure if you're used to it. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you get in the groove of it, but, um, there are some songs where we're like, we have no idea what tempo this is. in. <laughs> so we had to like fi- figure that out. Or there were songs that we had tempos down for, but we've been playing way faster. Right. In practice. Yeah. So we would like start the song and the metronome would start. And we would start off like kind of with it and then just like go nuts. Like we're all like <laughs> rushing, like trying to um, play it the way we usually do. Yeah. So that was interesting. How many uh, times did you have to do each song? Who that definitely varied. Yeah, there were a couple songs that we nailed on the first take or two. It was like, oh, we'll do another one just so we have it. Yeah, it seemed good. Um, and there were others that was like, okay, start it over, <laughs> take, you know, seven, eight, kind of thing. Mm. Which for a three, four minute song is it's pretty draining. Yeah. Like, oh, how man. how long were you there? Um. So we started Friday morning at. 10 a.m. I'm worried that you gave a day and left at Sunday. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it was the whole weekend. We left Sunday at a, uh, 6 p.m. Fuck. Yeah. It was three eight hour days. Wow. Of recording. <laughs> so the first day and a half, so like maybe 12, 13, 15 hours, yeah. we're getting the drums and bass tracks down. Yeah. And the band was playing, they were recording us too, like with the guitar parts. Right. Um, but it was mainly to focus on the, the groove for the, for the drums and bass. Then we could overdub yep. guitars and stuff later. But we ended up actually keeping most of the, the guitar tracks too. Yeah. Which was good because otherwise we wouldn't have had time to do it all. Do all that. Jeez. Um, so then we were, then it was a matter of like overdubbing the guitar tracks that were not great or we messed up certain pieces and redid some drums here and there um just a couple little bass notes that were flubbed up that we fixed right um some things you could just do really quick editing wise and other things like all right just go in there and try it again kind of thing yeah um and then my favorite part was the towards the end of it like the last day um was just like putting layers in and like different parts so this was like the most creative part, I would say, for especially for me, because I was kind of deemed the keyboard person. Right. Um, even though I was playing rhythm guitar for the most part. Um, so I got to play the organ and the Wurlitzer. Just like in random parts, you'd be like, well, there might, there could be another layer in here. Let me go try something. Yeah. So it was fun because it was like on the spot, like improv kind of like just. Right. Let's try something like, I don't know, like. Yeah. So it was a little, you know, exciting in that nervous way where you're like, I don't know if I have anything here. I'm going to try. Yeah. How did it sound? Like, or do we want this? So there's a lot of me saying like, if we don't like it, that's fine. <laughs> and then like, I don't know. Uh, I tried it. But we had some really cool 
like the things that did sound really good was like really rewarding. It's like, yeah. oh man, I, like that's going to be on the record. Like that, I don't know. It was cool. Nice. So I'm excited to get to the next step. I would like to go back to do, to help with some of the mixing. Yeah. Um, do you know when that's happening? I don't know. So the other part of the story is that, um, one of the reasons we didn't do any vocals was because our singer, when he did come here to practice with us like a week before, yeah. um, the recording, he sang with us for a couple practices a little too exuberantly. Uh, and lost his voice. Completely lost his voice. Yeah. He could barely talk <laughs> after two days. So, which, I mean, we should have thought about it because we're, we practiced in this really loud room, like small room and he's just screaming his head off in the middle and you know, yeah. he hasn't been singing a whole lot either too. Like he's kind of, you know, hasn't really done the band thing in a few years and right. hasn't been training and practicing all that stuff. So it was uh, probably not a great idea to do that. But, yeah. uh, but either way, we wouldn't have had time to record the vocals anyway. We, it would have right. been a huge rush if we were trying to Get record that 11 well. songs completely. So I think when we meet again, they'll do the vocals and then the mixing and then... So when um, you meet again to do the vocals, will you play again? No. Oh, no. That'll just be over the tracks that we did. Yep. Yeah, so it was good. I feel uh, feel good about it. I feel relieved a little bit. But, uh, man, I want to go back to that studio. It was so... Yeah. Just felt so fun. And the vibe there is really cool. Um, the guy recording us was super nice. Um really just easy to work with like he has good advice but he's tactful in how he gives it and right there's a there's a good like collaborative kind of feeling there how many people do they have for that sort of thing you said the guy recording you yeah so he's the main person okay and then there was one assistant there too okay helping so that's it nice pretty small operation but Super nice. Yeah. Got to play some cool guitars. I played an amp from 1962. Like, uh, yeah. It was like a museum, but, you, but it's like interactive. You know, it's a like museum you could. All this, like, I've heard of all this stuff and I, you know, I want, I've always yeah. wanted all this stuff and now I can actually play with it. It was basically a children's museum right. for Children's. Adults, oh. <laughs> for adult musicians who it's, can't afford all this stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. It's weird. Um, there's a lot of this sort of behavior going on with uh, sort of other interests. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you can explain to me the whole vinyl craze. Um, so I'm not, I'm not deep into vinyl. Right. So um, I probably can't explain it as well as other people could, but the... General, there's this word I mean, that people it... throw around called warmth, <laughs> <laughs> with that they apply to audio. I mean, is um, that is a another word for that nostalgia? I mean, I'm not entirely sure. So, yeah, I think there's definitely a nostalgic element to it, um, right? Especially for people who grew up where that was the thing, right? Right, where records were the thing, or who just want to be like people, you know? Yeah. Um, who want to look back to that era and embrace 
the days before music went to shit and, you know, <laughs> computers destroyed everything. And, um, like, I feel like that stuff. But. I feel like there used to be a craze over old cars. Mm. And that's almost not a thing I ever hear about hmm. now. Yeah. I think that will come back once self-driving cars really kick in. Right. I think there'll be a reactionary group. Yes. That's like, I want my gas-guzzling vintage Mustang. Right. Uh, I want to be on the open road in Montana. I think that's... Going 150 miles an hour. I think that's fine as long as they're all doing it on the weekend. (laughs) And, like, for their work commute there. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, I think there'll be a backlash (laughs) against... I mean, it's the same with, like, owning a horse. Yeah. I'm sure it's very rewarding and enjoyable, but it's not something everyone needs or wants to do. I think... I think there's a lot to records that aren't mm. like, there's a lot there. There's the ceremony of like, taking the record out. Yeah. Like of like, um, taking time for that thing. Right? right. Where it's, these aren't the same people who are just like, Oh yeah. Music. I just put music on for background music for when I'm <laughs> jogging. Like these are the people who are like, no, like this, like listening to music is an event in and of itself. I can appreciate this without having my phone out, out and a, t- a movie on. Right. And all, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, I'm going to open this thing. We're just going to sit here, appreciate this beautiful music on this record. So I think that's a piece of it, the ceremony. Right. There is something to the sound. It's different than a digital recording sounds for right. many reasons. Right. Um, one being I... the actual grooves, the mechanical stuff that's happening. Yep. Uh, maybe the amplifier that that you have in your system maybe it goes through a tube amplifier and that gives it some warmth some audio warmth <laughs> some audio warmth um maybe i mean it yeah it sounds great yeah i guess i'm conflicted about it because i like the idea of setting aside time to to listen to music like that yep i like the ceremonial like part of it okay i don't like the possession part of it okay i don't like to have a lot of stuff I do have a lot. I know it's how. How do you feel about the the time aspect of it? I mean, it's like you say you enjoy the idea of sort of setting aside time and just sitting down and enjoying yeah. it, mm-hmm. um, which I think is valuable. Yep. But do you think like having a sort of record player and vinyls is going to force you to do that? Is like that the thing that is going to make you? Um, no, I guess not. I guess not. Yeah, no, I guess I was just thinking like the kind of the de facto person who actually is into records. Right. That's kind of what I think of. Yeah. Um, I mean, that sounds a lot like meditation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it is probably a form of meditation. Right. You could argue, which I don't know. I've been thinking about a little more recently, actually. Yeah. Trying meditation. Is this our consciousness? section i don't think so we're not there yet okay um, um you know I, I meditated at school oh really twice a day every day wow um and we say at school you mean your um high school your high school yeah which you have From described as somewhat strange strange yeah it's different it was different from other schools yeah. uh i didn't think it was bad yeah it was really good so can you walk me through is it a guided meditation? Is it a, so, just a silent time? Is it a... So, yeah, it's uh, 
sort of 10 minutes at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day uh, where you just sort of sit in a room and you're supposed to... With other people? Yeah, with the whole class. And you're supposed to repeat the mantra that you're given. Okay. um, Over and over again in your head. Oh, okay. Um, But you're supposed to notice uh, the change in the tempo as you repeat the mantra. Um, Because Mm. it will match different processes in your body supposedly interesting so the mantra said once to you out loud mm, yes but not multiple times but then you repeat it multiple times in but, it, your... but everyone's given a personal mantra oh okay. it's the idea okay um that's not true what sort mantra? of a lot a lot of you know different people get the same mantra but the idea is that um you go uh there's some minor ceremony around it mm-hmm. and you're given a mantra and that's the one that you use yeah. during meditation. Is it is it a secret? It is. Oh, so you can't you can't tell us. I I mean I could. It would be fine if I did tell you. But you I'm don't not, have to tell. Us. But I'm not going to. Okay. You have to tell us. <laughs> um, uh, okay. So ten minutes, um, twice a day. Yep. Interesting. Did you find it beneficial? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's hard to... Can you... It's not a controlled right experiment, I guess, but... Sort of something I did through being a teenager and... Yeah. You also skipped school a lot, so... You yes, but that that was only... <laughs> I was only really in my penultimate year. Penultimate. I think I skipped nice the most. Got it. Nice um, usage. I mean, that that's the usage. Yeah, no. It's, it's the year uh, before the ultimate year. True, true, but it's uh, it's a good one. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I um I'm interested in the in the idea of mindfulness mm. and um kind of Well, it's cuz it sounds nice. It does sound nice, right? Like, it sounds like you're appreciating your life. You're not just kind right. of going from this to that to that and not really taking time to reflect. Right. Although I've heard I've heard also heard um deferring definitions of meditation and what it should be and what it what the goal is okay um so there are different types of meditation like i've heard okay because i've heard that or i think like the traditional kind of uh maybe traditional is not the right word but the the thing that i always thought of was like oh you have to like focus like you're you're trying to focus on something right but then I've also heard recently that it's more like a, um, oh, you're trying to not think of anything. Like that's the yes, goal, Right. It's not like focusing on a certain thing. It's actually the complete lack of anything happening. Right. Or so, at least like being able to kind of like mind over matter in a way where you're like, you can step above these thoughts that are arising in your head and right. you can kind of so it's a, conquer them. In a way, or like... Yeah. I think it's less forceful than that. It's like an... It, it is an exercise. So you... Um, you... As you said, you focus on something, but it's not like an intense focus. Hmm. So, um, like, I'll focus on repeating the mantra. Um, but your mind naturally wants to move away from that. And yeah. think about other things. And the thing you do when you notice that that's happened is just sort of bring yourself back but it's mm. not like a, oh god i fucked up again it's just like uh oh, yeah i mean this happens all the fucking time like yeah okay let's 
just get back hmm. on track. There's uh, so uh, other types of meditation that um, might be good. Uh, things like uh, concentrating on um, uh, sounds. Hmm. Um, so just listening intensely. Um, and again, you'll notice with this that you'll you'll hear something and you'll try to imagine what that thing is. And then you have to realize that you've done that and stop and bring yourself back to mm. just listening. Okay. Um, yep. Uh, and then uh, another form would be uh, uh, sort of trying to focus on parts of your body. So mm-hmm. it's like um, concentrating on your feet and the sensations in your feet and moving um, up through your body and then... So, um, hmm. so what do you think the, the kind of most practical benefit you could get out of it? Right. Is it, is it part of it? The idea of like strengthening, like when you say exercise, is it exercising your mind so that you can kind of, um, have perspective and, and rise above certain thoughts and certain emotions and certain like, so you can kind of take that, you can react in a way that. I think I, I think it's a lot like to or I think it's a lot like sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I've thought about it, it could be totally wrong. I yeah, don't know if there's any science behind this, but the way I've always thought about it is if you can turn off parts of your brain for a moment, mm-hmm. um, that allows your brain to do other things in that area, like mm. make repairs and yep, all that kind of thing. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and it's, I guess, you could think of it as turning yourself on and off again. Yeah. Off and on again. Sort mm-hmm. of like a... Speaking of IT crowd. Yeah. <laughs> like a reboot. Yeah. And I suppose that was the idea of doing it at the beginning and the end of the day. Mm. It's like, um, you'd do it at the start and then it's like, okay, I'm ready for a day of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, applying my mind to I certain think, things. I think there's definitely something there. Like when we when we stop at work for a bit and take a walk i always right. feel very refreshed about yeah like i'll be stuck in a problem and i'm just like ah, man i've either just frustrated by it just yeah. because i've been working on it for so long or i just cannot come up with a solution that i am happy with and then take a walk and i don't think i'm thinking about anything while i'm walking right and then right or at least about that yeah. And then I come back and I'm just like, oh yeah, this is obvious. Like, of yeah. course, just do this. What's well, like your... There's sub- definitely like a background process there that's like yeah. just doing that. And we have, we do have background processes, like yeah. our subconscious. Um, yep. It's like when people get uh, really uncomfortable and they don't know why and then, you know, something horrific will happen. Mm-hmm. And it's because um, your body is taking in a lot of input and you're not processing all of it. Yep. There are background processes looking at it and... Occasionally, they'll just spit out the answer. Yep. Uh, and the answer is like, oh, you need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Kind There's of no time to tell you why or like... Yeah. Or, yeah, for you to know why. It's just like, nope, time to go. Yep. It's <laughs> huh. um, cool. Have we talked about the interesting thing about when you leave a room, you forget things? Why that happens? Um, maybe we have, but we left the room. And forgot. And we don't know. Right. So we've talked about your visual cortex having a mental model of the room around yes, you. Yes, so, yes, yes. So um, a while of, ago. One yeah. of the reasons for this is to uh, notice potential threats. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see, oh, okay, there's a bush over there. There could be something hiding in it. I need to right. make a note of that kind of thing. Um, 
But when you leave an area, it doesn't need to know, your mind doesn't need to remember about that bush. Okay. So it throws that information away. Now, when we were out in wide open spaces, that was, this was a very sort of... Um, Useful mechanism. Well, it, it was sort of a smooth thing. You'd oh, okay. throw things away as you got a certain distance from them. Right, because you probably aren't going to go back. Right. <laughs> as soon as we put up rooms, you walk through a threshold and you get like flooded with, okay, there's all this new information. I need to throw away the old information yeah. to make room for it. Interesting. And so you'd like, your bod- your mind would just be like, okay, fucking forget that room. Yeah. And sometimes it throws out whatever you were thinking about. Oh, along oh, with okay. Interesting. all of the stuff it was holding on to. Wow. Okay. Wacky. Huh. So you're like, leave a room and then, so that's oh, kind why of the fuck the did I come out here? Evolutionary right. roots of why that might happen. Yes. This huh. is the latest theory for why we forget things when we leave a room. That's cool. Yeah, because like we wouldn't necessarily retrace our steps, you know, when we were nomads. Right. Just... But... Um, yeah, it wasn't that useful, really. Yeah. Um, but nowadays it's like, okay, you you have the same commute every day. You have you have your house, you have your workplace, you yeah. have a limited number of... Yeah. Interesting. Um, break time? Yeah, let's take a break. Cool. I did hear a, um, I watched an interesting YouTube video about, uh, Hitler comparisons, uh, because a lot of people have made comparisons to, uh, Hitler and Trump. But what I didn't realize is that a lot of people have made Hitler comparisons to every presidential candidate. Um, every president, presidential candidate this year or in pretty much history. Pretty much all years since hmm. Hitler was around. Okay. Um, so if someone tells me I'm exactly like Hitler, I shouldn't really worry about it. It's like, oh, everyone's like Hitler. <laughs> They've been saying I, that since... Right. I think it's more sort of um, people jump to extremes and he's an extreme yeah. to jump to. And That's actually, true. like, regardless of how you feel about a particular presidential candidate, um, America is not currently suffering economically unemployment yeah. is not at record highs there's no active genocidal yep things going on that i know of right yeah. so it's tough to compare us to right yeah it's a little much yeah huh um which I don't know, made me think twice i'd definitely been uh, feeling extreme about Trump. Mm-hmm. And that was probably... I mean, a, yeah. a, that was probably the human part of me that handles facts badly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think there are some interesting parallels. Um, but I don't know enough to really speak right well on that. Yeah. It's very easy um, to be doom and gloom. Yeah, yeah. And that's almost certainly not the situation that we're in. Or yeah. that anyone's in. Yeah. In America. Um, right. I don't know. 
That's true. I th- I don't know. Ugh. I didn't feel, although I didn't feel this way about, I haven't felt this way before about a specific candidate. Right. With, with Trump. Um, to the point where it's like, I don't know. I guess in college I was, I said, or I thought some things about like, oh, if, if George W. wins again, uh, <laughs> really? He didn't even win in 2000. He's going to win again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Then the whole, everyone has the whole, you know, I'm going to move to Canada thing. If Yep. I feel like that might actually happen this time. If Trump, if Trump actually won. Yeah, I'm trying time. to. I'm trying to imagine a situation in which I wouldn't leave if <laughs> like I know but I I want to assume that I don't know. There's an interesting question there of how much does the the acting president um actually impact your daily life? I th- I think a lot because he represents the you know, strongest power in the Western world. Right. You know, if I don't particularly want to be represented by... Sure. Yeah. Some people. Yep. And that would not make me feel proud to live in America. Yeah. And so I wouldn't want to... But you're not sitting there all day, like, being proud about being in America. Right? That's not, like, your job. No. Or anything, like... But... I definitely feel, <laughs> um, I feel better about America. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. Yeah. No, so do I. Um, yeah, I just think I, I'm sure certain, and I shouldn't speak in a blanket statement either. Cause I'm sure that's certain demographics. Right. Are affected more by, you know, different presidential choices. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. That's sad. 420. Yeah. This um, is a nice segue into... Is it? it? It's a great segue. Okay. Because... Yeah. Um, we mentioned Hitler. Sure. Oh. So... Right. <laughs> I brought up um, to my wife on 420 um, that we had breakfast. Yeah. And I thought... And she said... Oh, what did she... Yeah, how did she react? So she said, well, I, it's a special day. Oh, okay. And I said, oh, is it, is it a day we smoke marijuana? Yeah. She's like, no. I was like, is it, it's Hitler's birthday? And she's like, no. What? Okay. She's, <laughs> she's getting like madder and madder. Yeah. Yeah. Is it your anniversary? It's the day I propose. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I was like, and she said this and I went, huh, I proposed on Hitler's birthday. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I didn't think the story was going to be this good. <laughs> wow. That's such, that, that is like a sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh this, this would be, I think this would be an episode of everyone loves Raymond <laughs> where he's like, yeah, yeah. It's uh yeah, we're going to, Smoke some weed today or something? <laughs> yeah. She's like, no. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Just joking. It's Hitler's birthday. Mm. Of course. That's why. No. And she like gets really mad. <laughs> Have I shown you... That's amazing. 
so um this is a disgusting thing yeah that some couples do oh. where they film um it's getting worse <laughs> where is this going okay let's step back a bit um <laughs> on 420 so, so um i we videotaped my proposal okay to jess yeah um and it's pretty cool it, yeah. it involved a magician oh nice um yeah do you i mean i should send it to you yeah I mean, this is a this is a podcast. It's very sweet. It's not a vodcast. It's not a, vod- a vlog, 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 video log. I feel Dutch or something when I say that word, vlog. <laughs> um, it's because of the way you enunciate it. Wool. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my wool vlog. Oh, um, wool, wool, peacoats. Yeah, what about peacoats? Uh, so I had some listener feedback. Mm-hmm. From a Jess in Massachusetts. Oh. Um, and she told me what a peacoat is. A peacoat, otherwise known as a pea jacket, from comes from the Dutch for a coat of coarse cloth. And the Dutch for jacket. Wait, did I just transition us with the Dutch comment? Yeah. Wow. We're that on was... our transition game. Yeah, I mean... Uh, okay. Sorry, so it's a Dutch what? Dutch jacket... <laughs> It, otherwise known as a pea jacket, comes jacket. from the Dutch for coat of coarse cloth. Coarse cloth. Yeah. It's a little scratchy. <laughs> coarse. The pea, cl- the pea coat. Yeah. It's not... I mean, it's not for comfort. <laughs> it's for warmth. Well, it's... I mean, that yeah, is comfort a... comfort in yeah. the sense of, you know, warmth. Yeah. Survival. Just like vinyls are not really for comfort, but then at the same time... Mm. Yeah. It's complicated. Um, what is it? So we got some surprising news this week. Was it surprising? Well, yeah, I I would say overall. Huh. Overall, okay. Um. So, what was the news? <laughs> so, uh, Katie from Massachusetts was determined that um, the child we are having was of a certain uh, sex gender. I think sex is more. PC. I'm not usually. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. It's it's a different world. You know? Oh it's, yeah. It's a strange. I don't think we can. I don't know what gender. I think is. <sighs> yeah, that's true. Because yeah. you can pick your gender. It gets weird. It gets weirder. Sex. I think is. It's not weird. Okay. It's not weird. That's the. <laughs> that's the point, right? Right. Um. It's yeah. Okay. Let me think of the most medical way to say this. Chromosomes. My wife had an idea of what the genitals of our baby were. Okay. Ugh. So complicated. Um, yeah. Hermaphrodite? Not her first guess. That wasn't... Okay. Um, she thought we were having a girl. Okay. That, I mean that... And we are having a... No, that's not a surprise. So we're having a boy. Okay. All right. Anything else on the list? No. <laughs> Um, congratulations. Yeah. Thank that's you. the other, that's the other side. Wait, why are you saying congratulations? What? Uh, why, why do you think it's good that we're having a boy, not a girl? I mean, it's good that you're having a baby. Yeah. No, I think so too. Yeah. I think uh, it's good either way. <laughs> it's great. No, it's really, um, it's really good. But having a boy, obviously there's the, 
the whole being able to pass down everything that you own upon him and mm-hmm. um, like marrying him to a good girl and all of this sort of thing. Yeah. And he'll follow on your family name. And yeah. 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 There's an interesting. There's all these other traditional um, stereotypes that I want to impart upon your. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, conquer your. Yeah. I don't know. He'll fight for his country. Right. Or have his own country. Ooh. I don't know. Um, so I, I, I had this feeling uh, once I kind of, it's it sunk in, you know, that we're having a boy. It, mm. I mean, for one thing, it made everything more real, which was cool. Okay. For me, I think. Well, yeah. For, for both of us, I think. No, just I think like that's We true. can kind of picture it. We, we're narrowing in on some names now that are. Right. Um, we have a very short list of names that is exciting. Right. Um, yeah, there are, was, there are very, about... there are very few really big details about human beings. Yeah. And yeah, that narrows down. The... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I can imagine a person. Yeah. Yeah. Our baby a little more. Um, but I was thinking about how as a, as a male person, as a dad, Okay. To a son. Yep. I think I was trying to figure out how to, I still don't know how to exactly word this, but there's a certain, I wanted to, at first I was thinking like responsibility, but that's not really the right word. Um, I mean, there's definitely responsibility to having any child. Right. But specifically when you're having a child that matches your sex, (laughs) um, there, there's a, there are certain things that you can, um, help them through or like you can understand them in a certain way maybe that you couldn't understand you know a a kid of the opposite sex okay or like you know if if they if they have a problem with something specific in that area you know maybe you are particularly suited to handle that problem or right or have some experience there um so I don't know what the word is. It's not like more responsibility. It's just like, a, hmm. it's like, a, oh, ask dad about that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, right. So I just thought that was kind of an interesting part of being a parent, even though I'm not, you know, I have no experience yet, but right. Um, just thinking about that. As yeah. A thing. I haven't, I have to admit, um, I haven't thought much about that yet yeah like that seems like something that comes up later yeah i'm I'm definitely (laughs) um i mean no i imagine that you know this year we'll be playing catch (laughs) and uh yeah (laughs) teaching him guitar and uh all that stuff yeah we met uh another co-worker's um daughter Mm. who is a newborn yeah nice um so that was a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, parents say, like, oh, I remember when my kid was that small. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what actually happens is I got there and I was like, oh, I forgot that Paige had ever been <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. that small. But she had, she was at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was a blur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, I can see that. I mean, yeah. I don't know. They say it goes fast. I feel like it 
It does. I feel like it will. Every every I I mean I part think, of it I think will go fast except for the part that you're in currently. Right. I think <laughs> life in general goes fast. Yeah, it does. And it gets faster because there's more because we're accelerating away from the big bang. No. Okay. No, it's more because um every year is uh, less of your life. So your first year is all of your life. But your second year is oh, half of your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And your third year is a third. And so yep. on and so forth. So mm. yep. uh, every year that goes past, there's more history of you. And so each Wait, does year... That mean, does does it, that mean it's going faster or slower? Yep. Each year feels shorter. Okay. Like if I think about... Oh, I see what you're saying. If I think yeah. about a ratio oh, from... all of my life, Yep. right? The past year that's gone past is a small part of that. Yep. So the amount that a year feels is one year over the amount of years that you've already lived. Right. Like relative to that, proportional to that. Or can remember. Right. So if you're yeah. one, it's one over one. You're like, oh, okay. Your, your number is <laughs> one. This is everything. This is everything. <laughs> you're 20. You're like, okay, you know, my 20th year, that was, that was one twentieth of my life. Right. There were 19 other years where I did all yeah. sorts of other shit. Right. Okay. I buy that. I think at a certain point, um, if you can retire, I think there's a certain slowdown that happens where things might feel slower in a way hmm. because you're not doing as much. You're not as busy in the sense that you're not going to a job every, you know, day right. and you're not. I think that may be less routine until you make your own. Mm -hmm. I think that's really where we tend to oh, forget yeah. time. That's true. I guess people probably still fall in, into a routine. Right. Um, think about my grandparents. Like they went to the same restaurant every day, like every for dinner every day for a long oh, time. Wow. Not every day, but like yeah, maybe it's maybe every other day. But they would always split a meal so, to make it affordable. Just <laughs> <laughs> funny to think about. They um, yeah, this is small town and like the so this restaurant they went to would just be i mean that was like their social thing too right right it's like you go out you see all of these other all of your friends yep this restaurant and it was like i don't know I'm just trying to think through you know through them going there like yeah. how they what what that was to them you know right in their in their social kind of context i think it was pretty pretty big it's kind of cool to think about but I like um, that what we do at the moment doesn't have a awful lot of routine around it. Like it changes quite frequently. Mm. You mean Hunchpig? Yes. When the day we record, I'm I'm mentally meant <laughs> mostly meant my day job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the fact that it's kind of a, a jobs within a job right. kind of thing, where we were kind of constantly switching up. Constantly switching up, but uh, constantly switching up not only the projects that we work on, but also, like, where we sit or... Mm. Um, yeah. So there's sort of, like, um, like three to six months stints of routine. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like that makes it a lot easier to sort of notice that things are happening. Yeah. <laughs> rather than following into a yep. sort of rhythm. Like a... Yeah, a rhythm is rhythm is like the nice way to put it. Right, like a dirge, yeah. or like monotony, or yep. like the like the negative connotations. 
Yep. Where you're just like, okay, I've been in this cubicle for 10 years. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I think it is nice. I think um, I uh, jumped around a little bit between jobs, like after college. Yeah, I think that's probably good. And um, I don't know, not that I got bored. Part of it was also just like locations, but um, yeah, it's nice. I feel like it's harder to get bored in a scenario where you're, yeah. you're switching jobs within a job, kind of. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Fighting off boredom. Did we talk about Blue Eyes? Costs $5,000. Blue Eyes. Yeah, to burn off the... Like, if you have brown eyes, it's just like a layer on top of... Everyone has naturally blue eyes. And it's Whoa. like a pigment that forms on top of your iris. What? And... Um, so people with so, beautiful blue eyes are really just to have the lack of... Right. It's a... Um, other stuff. Yeah. It's a mutation where that pigment doesn't form. Hmm. On top of your iris. Mm-hmm. And so there's a surgery where they just um, burn it away with a laser. <laughs> to, and, get, to get blue eyes. Yeah, and underneath is blue. That's really weird. Um, and so uh, almost all babies are born with blue eyes. Hmm. And then you'll see the pigment come in after... Uh, just like hair like, kind of changes color in, yeah. the, in the first few years. Or... It's after like a couple of days their eyes will change. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Five grand to get blue eyes? Yep. Hmm. But you already have bluish eyes, so what, that's not something you can actually, hear. Actually, that's a good question. But, what, what, uh, you'd say I have bluish eyes? Yeah. Okay. I have weird eyes. There, I think that I call them mostly green. Okay. There's definitely some yellow in there. Ooh, that's jaundice. Which is like a weird, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> You say jaundice, like, I say yellow. Like cat eyes, kind of, yeah. kind of weird. I say a gate. Although, yeah, so green and green and yellow makes blue? No. Green and blue. Blue and yellow makes green. Which is it? I yeah, don't, I don't sure. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to try to sound smart and not actually, not actually go into this conversation. <laughs> That's my ammo. Go ahead, Ian. What do you think? <laughs> it's one of those, I think. Uh. Watch, it'll be like... Green and yellow make purple. <laughs> Whatever. Something like that. I have no feedback on colors. No opinion. <laughs> uh, keep going. I don't know. I don't think you're right. I think that's a, a safe assumption to make. Do you think robots can feel pain or not? Uh, yes. Eventually, they'll Ooh. be able to. Okay. Mm. I guess. Can we just shut that part of them off? The, the hurting part? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when uh, it's difficult when that happens. But then they won't be AI. They'll be right. When that happens with people, they tend to die because <laughs> if, if they can't feel right. There's that disorder where you can't feel pain. Okay. And oh, like physical pain. Right. And so um, I remember hearing a story about a little girl who had this, and like she dropped something into a boiling pan of water and just like. Mm. Reached in and scooped it out. Like, didn't think twice about it. No. And she's like, why is my skin all... Right. Exactly. And, oh, yeah. it's horrible. Um, but it's like, not like, oh, this hurts. It's just like, oh, why? Mm, that's weird. Ugh. And then it gets infected and... Right. Yeah. 
So this is a thing that can happen and doesn't... It's depressing. Doesn't do well for people. Although there is research in using it to develop painkillers. Like uh, some sort of gene therapy? I guess it would have to be... Hmm. It would have to be like temporary though. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I yep. don't know. That's the thing. So no, I don't think that's a good idea. Turning off pain. Although, I mean, robots can't get infected. Like in that scenario. Right. They could just reach into the pot of boiling water. But also, boiling water isn't good for robots either. Well, neither is think. room temperature water. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, that's a that's a good point. So maybe a, a robot would would have to have different pain mm. inputs, right? Like whenever so they... maybe any sort of water is painful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like a cat. I don't like... <laughs> I hate I water. I don't like the idea of implementing pain. It's an idea. Yeah. Although, I don't know. You could argue that part of parenting is implementing pain. <laughs> right? <laughs> Wow. I mean, that sounds a little intense, but yeah, that yeah, it's, a, does. it's a behavioral I... therapy, right? Sorry, what's Not the... therapy, but... What's the equivalent of the RSPCC here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... Oh, man. <laughs> Can you have Child Protective Services get called on you before you've even had a kid? <laughs> I'm not... All right, let me clarify. I'm not saying that you should hit your kid or anything like that. <laughs> okay. That's a relief. Sorry. Um, no pain in like a like you you want to guide them. Yeah. Keep pain in, pain is like here. You can't have the iPad anymore. You've had the iPad for two hours. That's the kind of pain I'm talking about. Okay. Right. It's right. painful in that moment because they don't have the iPad anymore. <laughs> right. 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 And there's crying maybe and there's whatever, but like you have to implement some discipline. Right. right? That's sorry. That's the level of pain <laughs> I had in mind. Okay, so you can shape kind of I don't know behaviors. Right. <laughs> You're just nodding and saying right. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm gonna stop. Do you have any uh, topics? Synecdoche. Uh, what is that? Yeah. So, great question. We have a word in here called oh synecdoche. Um, mm. Which you own the card, so maybe you should talk about it. Senec douche. Is that how you say it? There's a D in there. Senec to dosh. Senec. No, I think it's senecdoche. Douche. No. Douche. So I'm looking at the Wikipedia article, and it has the pronunciation. What? There's a Wikipedia. Uh, Why did you put my face on this? I didn't. Did I? I don't think I did, but it's it, a your face is on speech. it. So synecdoche. Synec I forget how I forget how I got here, but synecdoche. De, de, it's a de key. The underscore or the under the upside down e in International Phonetic Alphabet IPA right. is yep. a schwa. It's a schwa. I'm bragging a little bit because I took but there's, in. there's a d before it. Yes, synecdoche. Ducky. Ducky. Yes, de. Synecdoche. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Synecdoche. Okay. Which literally Whatever. means simultaneous understanding. Ah. 
is a figure of speech in which a term for a part of something refers to the whole of something or vice versa. A synecdoche huh. is a class of metonymy, often by means of either mentioning a part for the whole or conversely the whole for one of its parts. Examples from common English expressions include bread and butter for livelihood, suits for business people. So you're taking mm. a part of the person and you're yep. describing them by a single and characteristic. Boots and for soldiers. Boots yeah, boots on the soldiers. ground. Um, so I thought that was an interesting uh, little figure of speech there. Huh. I, I noticed that all of those are one way. So part for the whole. Yep. Um, for instance, I wouldn't use the word soldier to describe boots. <laughs> Unless it was part of Cockney rhyming slang. Maybe. That would right? be a stretch. Like a soldier and... Roots? Roots. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Soldiers and loots. Well, they also describe... Um, <laughs> so, calling the U.S. Department of, De- of Defense the Pentagon... Even though the Pentagon mm. is a specific building, you're right. calling the whole organization the Pentagon. Yeah. That is a synecdoche. Huh. Um, That's cool. Synecdoche is a rhetorical trope. Whoa. I have to, I have to like, learn more about words. I like words. This is fun. <laughs> I like words. I really like words. I like words. I really like words. Okay. My, um, yep. uh, Katie from Massachusetts. Yep. Um. She likes words. She's an English teacher. I am a computer programmer. Right. We both encounter a lot of words in different ways, in very different ways. Hmm. But both appreciate the words. Words. Do Uh, either of you enjoy languages other than English? I uh, enjoy. I don't know. Enjoy. I enjoy. (laughs) I enjoy French. I don't okay. know French. I like how it sounds. Okay. Um, I had to sing a couple French songs in college, uh, in my diction class, actually. Mm. Freshman year, we had to, um, we had to sing a song in German, Italian, French, and English, focusing on the diction, right part of that. Um, and I thought French sounded the coolest and the prettiest. Huh. But I took Spanish in high school, so I, right. that was my... French. Uh, I know most about Spanish other than English. Right. French still not a lot. does sound fairly romantic. Yeah, it sounds nice. I remember thinking that German just sounds sad, like yeah. angry and Always very serious. Scary yeah. And like, I don't know. There's a lot of pain in there, <laughs> but not necessarily like i don't know i think it was harder it took a very experienced and talented singer to play off a german song as a very like (laughs) soft romantic moment you know it's just so many k's and just (laughs) sounds like that yeah um yeah french is just open and kind of airy and pretty italian is also very open Mm. Like pure vowels that are just kind of easy to sing and right, that kind of thing. But interesting, yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, so I I uh, studied French at primary school. Oh god, and at high school, I've forgotten all of it by force. So how many years of French did you take? Um, it starts really early in England, I guess. Like second or third year of primary school. Okay, what's that called here? Your first school? Element, Not, elementary, elementary school. school. Yeah. Wow. Second and third grade or whatever. Right. Wow. Yeah, you'll do like the French alphabet and all sorts of things and you'll sing little French nursery rhymes. And... When did you learn American? Uh, when I got here. <laughs> just yeah, just, picked, just it picked it up. It's amazing. It was easy. Huh. It must be, it must be a common... I think Common so. root there somewhere. I think that that might be true. The the romance languages, but we might need to confirm that. I'm not yeah. confident saying that. On I think it's the, the romance languages. Yeah, American. Um, you think it's romantic? British. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, who's Tango Charlie? Uh, Tango Charlie is the... Uh, These are the, the names for letters. Because all the letters yes. need names. Yes. Um, Tango Charlie is the name of the band. TC. Uh, TC. Ah. Uh-huh. Did you miss out an L? Say that again? TLC. TLC. Oh. Why is it TC? Why is it TC? Um... Great question. Don't know. Don't know the answer. Are you... Wait. You're They're... sort of in the sort of band <laughs> Tango Charlie. Y- uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I play... Does the, it stand for rec- Top Cat? Top Cat. Ooh. It's not bad. Yeah? Um, I think the reason why it's Tango Charlie is they... Um, there's a song that we play... That I played on the recording for this band. <laughs> okay. Kind of band. Um, which uh, actually was written in a different band with these same people. Part, half of this band. Except you. Was in, it was in a different band before. Right. Um, <laughs> you make up half the band. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> nope. Not quite that cocky. Okay. Um, you yeah. are. <laughs> but the song is called... Uh, Tango Charlie Disco Niner, or it was historically uh, called that. And we took parts of that song and kind of repurposed it into this new form. So it used to be a punk band. Yep. Very fast and raw and just f- fast and raw. Yeah, just loud. <laughs> just those two. Loud. Um, melody was kind of a secondary right. element. Um Concern. Not a whole lot of time to take in what was happening, just kind of like in your face. And we kind of uh, slowed it down a little bit and made it kind of groove groove a little more. Yep. Um, and made it a little more danceable, maybe. Hmm. Um, that was kind of the, the angle for this recording project, was to make a danceable dance rock kind of album. Okay. Um, Something cool. you would hear at like a... a uh, you know, you want to go to a party. Huh. Uh, I I thought this was music that was going to be sold. Licensed? Licensed for 
like commercials and things. Yes. <laughs> like I said, I'm kind of in a band kind of. that's kind of a band that's kind of for licensing, but kind of for dancing. Also kind of for dancing. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, catchy catchiness i think i think that's like that's uh music ground there right yeah it's danceable because it's catchy and because it's catchy might mean it could be good for yeah for a commercial kind of uh use Hmm. um so that's the goal we'll see um but yeah it's got a cool it's got like a retro vibe to it in a fun way definitely some uh some 70s elements some disco elements um yeah i like it i think i'm gonna be really proud of it good yeah Yeah. i'm having a boy child (laughs) (laughs) we've just been saying that a lot it's good yeah like uh to to, for it to sink in you know we're having a a boy child a boy child a boy child (laughs) a boy human person yep oh it's good yeah yeah it's exciting i'm very excited cool till next week yeah